Hello, this is Mary. And this is Chandler. And this is Jojo. And you're listening to The Miss Fisher Files. are so excited we're sitting poolside in Palm Springs right now with two very special guests and could you please tell everyone who you are? I'm Deb Cox, one half of Every Cloud Productions and we've been making the Miss Fisher series for quite some time and recently the movie and I'm an EP on all of those things and writer of the movie and head writer on the series. Um, Fiona Eager, I'm the other half of Every Cloud, and I'm the executive producer of the film and the producer, and of course of the television series as well. It's so fun to get to talk to you again. I think I interviewed you back uh, right after the Kickstarter was finished, and now that's happened, the film has happened. It's just an amazing time. How are you feeling about how this has all transpired? Well, I think we're both feeling so overwhelmed. Last night was our first screening to the public. We've had cast and crew screenings, but of course they're always friendly and everyone's happy, partly that it's over <laughs> and that it works. But it was our first screening with a with a big public audience and it was the enthusiasm totally overwhelmed us. It, it reminded me of almost a children's pantomime audience with the enthusiasm of the applause. And I was bowled over when we our company logo got applause. <laughs> Definitely the Every Cloud logo got an applause. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. And it's beautiful to actually be doing this in person. It is. It's yeah. wonderful. It's so much better that yeah, way. Yeah. So, of course, we've met you when you came over for the filming, which was just sensational. But it's lovely to, to be here and thank you for your support. Oh, yes. Um, and I think I rang my husband last night after it was one of my son's birthday yesterday and so I had to wait up very late to ring him <laughs> after he'd seen Star Wars. And, um, you know, and my husband was going, how was it? How was it? And I said, I said, I'm in rapture. And that's the only oh, way I could explain it. Wonderful. It was, um, yeah, it's, it's just fantastic when what you do connects to an audience and that that response is so palpable. Um, so, and they got all the jokes. I, I know. As as the writer, that was so gratifying. <laughs> Even the really subtle ones, I felt like, see, it worked. <laughs> that was one worked. there any reaction you were just completely surprised or shocked by that you didn't expect laughter or a reaction like you got? Oh, I didn't expect the degree of... Uh, emotional response, the gasps and the responses when Jack was hurt or when Jack rejects Phryne initially. Oh. I, I had no idea that there would be such a roller coaster of response to that. <laughs> and I have to be careful because there can't be any spoilers, so it's really important everyone keeps the secrets of um, the Crypt of Tears. But there was at one point towards the end where there was a revelation and I wasn't expecting the response at that that point and it was it was it was great because <clears throat> you have new people join you in the process of making the film and sometimes they're going there's a few points in the edit where we were going no you have to keep that and they'll <laughs> go oh it doesn't really make plot sense or you know it's not you know does it justify itself and you're going the fans will love it and they will get the humour mm -hmm. and and all of those little 
points where you go, oh, God, I hope we're right, um, were really, it was very gratifying because we were. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It feels like we're surrounded by a, a kind of sea of fans who, we want new fans as well, of course, but a sea of fans who get it. And, and are exactly on the same wavelength. Mm. And that's so reassuring. But as Fee said earlier, I feel like we're, we're only there b- through a joint effort. Mm. I feel like all the people who contributed to the crowdfunding and all the people who want this to happen have motivated us and, and in practical ways helped us get there. So I feel like it's become a bit of a joint, uh, you know, a mass effort now. No, it's not just us. Mm. And... Um also, because there's so many people that have been... We've been on this journey for 10 years now. So, our company's 10 years old. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a big number. Yeah. And, um, I mean, Deb and I have worked together for much longer than that. But the formation of every cloud. And Miss Fisher was the, our first show. So... Um, so if you think about that, and a lot of the people that were there ten years ago are still with us now, so it's it's a big journey for all of us. So it's great at Palm Springs. You know, we've got Roger Lancer, who's been the cinematographer for the whole series. Tony Tilts, who was our director of the film, but also has been our setup director on all the mm. television series, and he really got the tone. So there's, you know, Tracy's been our publicist on every one. So um, there's, you know, we've been on a ten-year journey together. So that's really exciting. And and it's also we've been lucky in that the the little seed of the kind of cult following that I think Miss Fisher has now was planted by Kerry Greenwood, of oh, course, yeah. years ago. Her mm. books have that, and that little seed has I feel like we've nurtured that for her, and it's grown, and we consult her at every point, and she's over the moon because you know she she's the muse for this whole thing. Can you imagine if Kerry had been here yesterday? She oh would. Gosh. She would be apoplectic. She, she would. She a would. Few of us were yes. <laughs> on her behalf. On her behalf. I will say it was very interesting to see an audience because it was a film festival crowd mixed with super fans, and uh, people were very curious. And then I feel like they were reacting along with us. Like it had this. It must have been really interesting to see people who aren't insane Miss Fisher fans also <laughs> enjoying it with us. You ride on this kind of exuberance that people have for the series, which which is a reflection of the character, really. That's what I love the most about the Franny Fisher character that Kerry's captured. Kerry herself has this exuberance for life and this contained energy. And when Essie and Nathan were speaking on stage before the screening about the, the fun that they have in filming it, I think that that's part of why it works because they're always containing this kind of happy energy and that's... That, it's that kind of almost at bursting point thing that you feel translates into this positivity for life. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys talked about 10 years and this is not the end of the journey, but this is a part of the journey. What was it like to bring the gang back together? How did that go? Oh, it, because it's never, it never really goes away for the company. Um, so when we you know, the writing of the script, you know, do it going, the transition from television to feature format took time, you know, to actually the craft of it and what it had to deliver. Also, the funding structure is quite different. So, why, why it might seem it went away for the fans, it certainly didn't go okay. away for us. That's <laughs> and good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it takes time. Features take a lot longer. Um, 
So, you know, and I was, I was going to say be, what was wonderful about Palm Springs, just the screening yesterday, is Village Rocha, who distributing the film in Australia, were a bit nervous about, you know, sometimes film festival audiences can be a bit cynical. Mm. You know, it's meant to be art house and yeah. all of, you know, and we're very populist. Um, so they'll be like, oh, what if it gets panned by critics? Or And what was... There was just no cynicism in that auditorium yesterday, which I think, I think everyone enjoyed, and we saw, met some people that had come from Palm Springs at the, at a, a function last night, and they just said it was lovely to, to have two hours of pure joy. Oh, it was. That mm. is exactly how I would describe it. Yeah. It was pure joy. It was just, yeah. uh, it was so fun to watch everyone on screen. These characters we've loved for so long who clearly are excited to be back. Yeah. And you really leaned into what the fans were looking for, which I think we all appreciated too. But it was just so joyful. Mm -hmm. And there's so few opportunities to have that. Yeah. So thank you yeah, no, <laughs> for I, two I hours of joy. And I was just going to add back to your question about what was it like getting everyone back together. I remember when, the, the, when, when everyone sees the film, there's a scene... Uh, where our whole, almost our entire core cast is back together. Mm -hmm. And we were there for the filming of that. It was late at night. It was freezing cold in Melbourne. And seeing them all, re seeing that reunion was so moving. I just kind of wonder, how do you get work moving. done when everyone's just full of giddy? <laughs> oh, that was really emotional, that, because... Um, Ashley Cummings, who plays Dot, was in... She was in the States filming her Nosferatu series. And it was Thanksgiving weekend. And um, she she desperately wanted to be part of the film. And um, we had to limit her involvement because of her other commitments. And she flew. She, she was in Australia for a window of 12 hours. So she could be in that one scene which, you know, was so beautiful. So, um, yeah, and so she flew from one side of the States to the other. Thank you, Ashley, for the effort. Yeah, and um, and also having Bert and Sess, because we, we know the fans love them. Yes. <laughs> yes and you. everyone was going, why are you getting all these people for one scene? Blah, blah, blah. And we went... It's so important. Yeah, we said, mm, we have to. <laughs> I'm sure you've been asked a lot about the writing, but um, I assume it's very different from the hour format to the two-hour feature film format, plus bringing new audiences in. But I also want to know, what new influences did you try to put in it? Because I saw a lot of like the pulp serials, the 1920s action-adventure uh, kind of playing out, and I want to know, like, what did you have new influences, or what influences did you try to emphasize when you were writing? Yeah, we we debate we all amongst ourselves we all debated tonally what this what the film should be. We knew it needed she needed to be an, more of an action adventure hero because she was out in the world. You know, in the series she climbs buildings and she climbs rows out to ships and she she's pretty active in the television series. But we knew we wanted her to 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 be an action hero. But we, and we love the humour, the tongue-in-cheek kind of humour of something like Indiana Jones, but we can't do Indiana Jones and we don't particularly want to. We, we, need, we need more space in, in it for character and character development. So finding that balance between character and romance and the action adventure was tricky for us. And then, of course, you have the production 
issues that you have to think, well, what can we pull off? What can we do? What can we... So in the end, we thought, well, we don't have those kind of budgets, but we there is a kind of, um, yes, a, a vintage kind of feel to it, as you're saying, and it's a bit tintin. It's a bit, you and know, so we... Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone, oh. yes. <laughs> that was a big influence. We yes. watched that and that's closer to what the playfulness of what that we're doing. That was my secret wish. Yes. It was yeah. that this movie would have a bit of romance yeah, in the yeah. stone of it. And, so and we decided to go for, if it looks a little dinky here or there, that's good. That's fine. That's what we're doing. And um, Scott Zero, who's been with us um, for all the series, does, does all the CGI. And even though it doesn't look at, like filming in the desert, in the Sahara, you couldn't find a busier place. Hmm. So there's... Everyone goes on these dune buggies everywhere. So there's tracks all over those sand dunes. And then you have the glamping tours. So you'll have a group of people going off to have their night in the sun. The glampers are ruining our shots. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like you have a big eraser and you're going, take that out, take that out. So there wasn't a lot of CGI, but we you have to remove a lot of the um, 21st century out of the shots. How was it filming in Morocco? Oh, it was just outstanding. And we had um, K Films here last night. Mm-hmm. They were at the screening, which is run by an amazing woman, Khadija, and I can't pronounce her surname, um, and who has Oasis Studios. And she's uh, they were... Fantastic Moroccan crew were really um, generous, hardworking. It was quite different from the crews we work with. We didn't. We took over about ten people. We couldn't really afford to take over all our crew. So um, there was Roger. There was a few key people that came with us, but it was an amazing experience. And we did all the filming in Morocco. In eight days, so wow! It, I was it, just going to ask how long were you there, and I was going to assume it was sixteen. So <laughs> no, it was it was crazy, and we we were also like we can film in the morning and then do the drive and then get on the plane to get back. So every dollar we have, we put on screen, um, and it added so much. And you know, for what it's reasonably inexpensive to film in Morocco so um, we could really expand the budget the production values Mm. so we loved it and we loved the people that seems like a good segue into one of the things I was curious about because when you're filming it always seems like you have to cut back when you're on set right we had a plan and now we can't quite do that was there anything that you got to do that you didn't expect either because of funding or circumstances any sort of surprises usually we're always pulling in the other direction. Yes. <laughs> it's the things we can't do. But I think that crowdfunding, you know, that additional boost we had from the crowdfunding made us, you know, gave us that little bit extra. And also very early on we had carrots dangled, you know, to get financing, you know. Well, if you if you upgrade your, you know, have some more famous cast in there, you know, maybe, we, you know, we could give you a lot more money. And so the fan, the people who contributed to crowdfunding were great supporters of, no, keep it Miss Fisher, no, keep it the people we love, no, keep it our, our family. So, so that was... That was reassuring. But in terms of what we managed to pull off, I just think Fiona and I have constantly been worried about what we what we haven't managed to do. But so far, the feedback has been, 
stop apologising. You know, you've done it. This this works. It's polished. It looks great. Yeah. Yes, I think we made various commitments in the crowdfunding and so there were, at, during the filming, had to raise another million dollars when we were, it was like, we're going to run out of money and it was like, oh shit. And at that, excuse me, and at that, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and at that time, you traditionally in production pull back and, and there was a critical juncture where you go, we can't pull back. We actually, you know, that's the worst thing you can do sometimes in a in a production crisis. So, you know, it was really like, no, give me give me a few days and I'll raise some more money, <laughs> and and we and we did, and it was yeah the promise to the to the crowds because one thing easily like the completion guarantors and people go, oh well you could just cut out that bit or you could just not go somewhere and um, so it's really important at that those points to hold on to your medal and go go for it yeah. not get scared it's, I, I think what Fiona just touched on is why we work as a partnership. I think when it comes to the crunch and you have people saying you can't do this, Fiona's the first to say, yes, we can, and dig her heels in. And and in terms of this, I'm a little bit the same with the scripting when people are saying, but we need the scripts tomorrow. And I say, well, actually, I, I, there, there's rewriting that needs – you can't rewrite it. And, and you have, you know, crews chomping at the bit, waiting and, and furious and wanting the script. But if it needs to be better, it needs to be better. So both of us are a little – uncompromising like that. That sounds very much like Franny. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, there's a touch of Franny in us all. <laughs> and Dot. And Dot, yes. Very practical. Please see reason. But also, I'm still going to jump on that roof. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to know, because you mentioned sort of like uh, limiting to the same characters, but we do meet new characters in this film, and I don't want to have spoilers, but what was it like to bring some new actors into the fold? Oh, it, it, it's fantastic. I mean, with a murder mystery, you've always got to have new characters because you kill a few along the way. <laughs> you kill a few, you kiss a few. It happens. It happens. So it's a bit like, oh, you, and you need new suspects and yeah. all of that. But I really, um, Isabella, who plays Shireen, I thought she's an outstanding young Lovely. actress. Yeah, beautiful. And um, Nicole Shamoon, who plays her mother. And there she doesn't – She, I think she only yells in it. There's not a lot of dialogue. But she does – performs that role so beautifully which, with such heart and it's really important to the story that you believe them as a mother and daughter. And and also Cal. Yeah, Cal who plays the Sheik. Yeah. Who was, yeah. who was um, Essie's suggestion. Essie had worked with him on a, a British series and he was just fantastic. He was wonderful and then – and Daniel LePayne, who plays Lofty, um, it, it, he was at um, acting school with Essie. They did Romeo and Juliet together and they were very naughty on set. They had a lot <laughs> of <bet>. laughter. <laughs> I, I, so there was a question yesterday about who was the naughtiest on set, which I thought was hilarious. And I assume that Essie was very well behaved on set, but she's a little naughty? Oh, I think what happened. I, I think what it is is to do. I, I really admire it. Um, Nathan and her. It's like a protection. They put a yeah. bubble around themselves because you know on set there's a lot of people and there's a lot of tension and everyone's like 
you know, catastrophizing about something. And for them to then just have to flick a switch and be these characters. So they they keep themselves amused and they right. keep themselves slightly I apart. I think also reads on film. <clears throat> like you read their joy and their companionship and their banter probably because they're doing that and yeah. being allowed to do that on set. And it's genuine. <laughs> yeah. It's really genuine. I think they've been friends for a long time. I think Nathan might have worked with Essie's husband at some point and they've... They just get each other and it's a real delight. It is and it's a way of, again, of keeping their energy up. Mm. You know, it's so important that they keep up that level of play and energy. Uh, what was it like to have all the crowdfunders participate? I know we were there for a day oh. and it was a very long day, but it was so much fun. It was so was much it, fun. Was it fun or stressful for you guys? Oh, well... <laughs> It was it was so much fun. It was great to have these people there who really appreciated the filming process and enjoyed it and were fascinated by it, especially when it gets hard and other people, you know, the stress levels rise and the crew wants to get things done. And some of the conversations we had with people there, I think I mentioned in another interview somewhere that there was a couple who were celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary and they'd flown out to do this, to be extras in this, because that's how they wanted to celebrate, because they felt that a time of the meeting to movement when that was kind of had just hit the media that it was great to have a positive role model and a woman who you know was was fighting for gender equality and and that was so inspiring wasn't it and there were others there yeah and I think also I was amazed by the effect on the crew because you know sometimes I think the crew think we're slightly mad and um on a long day yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame them and <laughs> Um, and there was, I think there was at one point where we all gathered and acknowledged the crowd funders and a lot of the crew came up to me and said, I've never been on a show where they get to feel what it means to an audience. You know, we get a lot of the reaction and we're interacting all the time, but not necessarily the crew. So I, that, that was... I think it was very meaningful for them. It felt like that what they were doing was important. So that was lovely. They were so kind to all of us. I feel like and I accidentally made a few of them cry, but oh. like in a good way. <laughs> and I think that was also, that was Is really that rewarding. that why the overtime was <laughs> No, that wasn't me. That was, that was me. Um, but no, I think it was even like uh, uh, some of the costume crew and the makeup crew and uh, like we gave them notes and they were like, this is, this never happens for yeah, us. Yeah. And I think I, uh, one of them had done me up and I looked, they turned me around in the mirror and I saw my grandmother's face and I started oh. to cry. Oh. <laughs> and then they started to cry and I was like, I bet this doesn't happen with paid extras. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, so thank the, you for that. That's what, No, the makeup and hair team, Anna Kapinski, who's been our head makeup for the whole series and the film, she's, she's a really um, fantastic human being and she does an amazing job I think Essie's noted her before so yeah they're, they're, they're great people so we all like each other so that's why we want to keep making more it seemed it's very clear <laughs> on set that you all like each other it seemed like a well-oiled machine yeah well I think also when you do a lot of television too you're used to to speed because a lot of people said on our ambition and our schedule you know wasn't possible and you go well We've all worked together a lot and television crews are used to moving very fast. So I would have liked more time, um, but we, we did it. 
we pulled it off. Well, let's, before we run out of time, I want to know, because this, like you said, this is important. The crowd is here. How do we, as the core fandom, how do we carry this on? Like, how do we let this engine keep running? Like, what can we do for you guys? Yeah, I think just spread the word online. I think everyone's doing a brilliant job. Just keep doing what you're doing, spreading the word and and uh, going online and just indoctrinate more people. Yeah. And um, Acorn have the show, they're sort of the home of Miss Fisher in North America So, um, and they're planning a limited theatrical release. So I think what would be fantastic is... Um, the idea is to build with the screening. So we'll pick areas where we know there's a strong fan base and, you know, just fill up those cinemas and then we'll keep it going. Absolutely. We sold out uh, events in Seattle, like, already for Miss Fisher. So if you need some statistics, I can share them. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> we already um, sold out several theatres yeah. worth of stuff. So, yeah. And I was going to say, and I know Miss Fisher would love any um, donations to the fire efforts in Australia at the moment. So, Great. and we'll be putting something up Thank on you. our um, Facebook page. Good, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty um, terrible what's happening there, which I know you, you know, America's experienced as well some terrible fires. We have. This seems like a, it's on a different level, and it's it's hard to, to see the social media come through, and we really feel for all of you. Oh, look, and I just, you know, looking at the posts last night and how wonderful, it, there was a little bit of guilt that came in, just feeling like it seems funny to celebrate when so many... When there's such catastrophic event happening, so it is hard. Yeah. But I think also, like you said, it is also important to have moments of joy, to have a two hours to sit in a cinema. That's why people make mm -hmm. films, right? To say all these bad things are happening in our country, in your country. But we have two hours we get to sit back and watch a story that means something to us. Mm -hmm. That's more than just a sexy romp. Like there's mm -hmm. meaning in that story. Mm -hmm. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's lovely you. to speak with you in person finally. It's wonderful to get to talk to you again. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your time. And uh, we hope many successful things for this film and also many more uh, sequels. And many sequels, please. Many sequels? <laughs> India, here we come. <laughs> yes. Thank Maybe you so uh, much. this will become a serial film and we'll just see 17 chapters. <laughs> If you guys can crowdfund all of that. No. The money will just start to flow toward It will. It will. Yes. Thank you so Thank you much. Guys. Thank you. Have a fun day. Thank, Thank you. you.